Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. One of the things I most enjoy about hosting this podcast series is the ability to discuss new or proposed laws and to get some feedback on how changes uh, will impact any of us in in our daily lives when those laws come to be. Hi, everybody. Uh, Jim Mitchell, pleased to be with you for another discussion on a current legal topic. And today we're going to discuss the recent law in Illinois, which made legal same-sex marriages. As I mentioned, it's a fairly recent law here, and that provides us with an opportunity to discuss some of the key aspects of it and maybe take a look forward to see what um, what issues might arise from that law. Joining me for our discussion will be Attorney Janae Pequeno of Lavelle Law Limited. Janae is uh, part of the family law practice group at Lavelle Law. We've, we've certainly welcomed his input in the past and look forward to hearing his insights on the implementation of this new law today. So let's get to that. Janae, uh, first of all, how are you doing? Everything good? Yeah, things are great. Uh, this is a, an exciting area of law that's come about, and um, you know, it's one of those things that there's there's a lot of nuance in family law to begin with, and then when you open up uh, a, a new class to individuals who are um, eligible for marriage now, uh, the, that'll bring upon some um, probably new situations uh, just in family law and custody issues and things that we really haven't. Um, had legal precedence on uh, so much. So there's going to be a lot of new uh, case law coming down the pike, and uh, it's just, you know, it's an ex- exciting time right now for family law. Yeah, it's great when there's when there's something new that uh, kind of uh, presents itself. Now, first of all, tell us a little bit, this new law, when did it go into effect? Uh, it went into effect earlier this year. Um, now individuals who, you know, had had civil unions in the past, they're able to convert that into a marriage if uh, they want to. Um, Individuals, same-sex couples who were prohibited from marriage in the past. So, um, you know, Governor Quinn passed this, and, you know, it's been in effect uh, since this summer. Okay. And and it's it's very interesting. You know, we've we've talked on this podcast in the past uh, about civil unions. And, uh, you know, for our listeners who, who want to hear those, those podcasts are archived here at Blog Talk Radio, and you can also find them at Lavelle Law and, and uh, iTunes. Um, but for those couples you just mentioned who perhaps had entered into a civil union previously, um, what changes will this new, more comprehensive law afford them? Well, there will be tax benefits. There will be um, the one thing that the individuals who are in a civil union need to be mindful of that uh, there's a, a limit to how long you can convert it to a marriage, and so that will expire in May of 2015. So if mm-hmm. anybody is out there with a civil union who's seeking to convert that, uh, they better get their uh, wedding plans in order and everything else uh, to, to make sure that that gets completed by May of next year. Okay, that's, that's an interesting point, and I'm sure that, that can come up quickly if people aren't uh, aren't aware of it. Um, now, when when you look at this new law, it, it as we said provides benefits to same-sex couples in, in several ways, specifically you know, the right to be married. Um, let's look at some of the other changes, and, and one of the key elements um, that 
that we discuss here on in other topics, other uh, situations, is employee benefits. As same-sex couples can now enter into a legal marriage, what changes for them relative to benefits that might be afforded them through their workplace? There, there could be a lot. There could be uh, just having um, health insurance, which you know most insurance carriers only afford it to spouses. And in those states where there is no, uh, you know, same-sex marriage, um, those individuals be barred from getting a benefit such as health insurance. Um, you know, but now that they're a spouse, they can they can cover that. They can be, um, you know, just uh, if there's any health issues, uh, mm-hmm. those decisions would be made by the spouse as well in a hospital. Um, they wouldn't be prevented from going into the hospital rooms as as they were in the past as a as a non relative. Now they would be um, you know classified higher up on the on the priority chain for even hospitals. So it's just um, there's some you know immediate things, and and then there's some you know things that you know God forbid anybody have to go and be in a hospital, but uh, it's a part of life, and 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 that's one area where same-sex couples had been. Um, you know, just uh, treated uh, disproportionately to 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 other non-same-sex couples. Yeah, that's a, that's a great point, and, and that's yeah you know, certainly what this law is all about in terms of providing those those equal rights and opportunities. You you mentioned earlier a more practical uh, issue, which is um, taxes. Um, can I assume that that a married couple, um, a gay lesbian couple, now has the option to file a joint tax return as well? They can, they can, and and uh, the Defense of Marriage Act haven't been struck down on a federal level. Uh, that's also something where they can get, um, you know, just uh, apply for um, credits that would be, you know, only previously done for spouses and uh, dependents and things like that. Uh, especially, um, you know, joint tax returns and which gives uh, people finally joint tax returns typically. Based on you know most uh, income earners in the state of Illinois, the you know as a, as a standard in family law, it, it's 90 plus percent more common uh, for for the tax benefit to go towards the family if it's a joint return as um, as opposed to filing you know married but separate or anything else. Now that they can file a joint return as a married couple, um, it's it's less money going to. Uh, Uncle Sam and the Illinois government, and it's it's more money in people's hands. So yeah, that, that's it, it could really good. have some big tax consequences there. Yeah, and that's a good thing. Of course, we'll, we'll just provide a bit of a disclaimer that, um, you know, any married couple, anyone who, who is looking to change their filing status ought to always check with a, a tax advisor first, but certainly, as you point out, a lot of benefit available. Um, beyond taxes, what about Social Security benefits? Yeah, that that just came out recently, um, and it's going to be available, uh, from what it seems like, only if your state recognizes the marriage. So if your state doesn't recognize the marriage, um, you know, Social Security benefits are still in question. So it's... Yeah, something like that needs to be figured out yet. Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, unfortunately... Uh, it's it's just been really going on a state by state basis, and uh, you know, starting on the East Coast, and then even Iowa uh, got, got uh, same sex marriage passed before we did, 
But um, yeah, it's the the feds really haven't come out. That's a states' rights issue, and there, but there's overlap, and it certainly affects uh, one affects the other. So it's mm-hmm. it, it's still um, evolving, if we can say that. Yeah. Uh, Janet Picanio of Lavelle Law Limited is my guest on Chicago's Legal Latte today. Uh, he's providing really an excellent overview of the recently enacted marriage equality law here in Illinois and, and sharing details on some of the specifics of that law. Uh, certainly more aspects to it than we'll be able to cover here. So let me suggest that you reach out to Janet directly with any specific questions you might have. He can be reached at 847 705 or uh, J. Pequeno, P-E-Q-U-E-N-O, at LavelleLaw.com. Now, as we talk about the impact to the gay and lesbian community who, who now share in these equal rights, um, you know, we regrettably, uh, I guess whenever we discuss marriage, have to consider situations in which those marriages do not work out. Um, I assume then that these marriages are treated just as any other marriage would be in Illinois, and if they need to be dissolved, they would go through the normal divorce process that already exists in Illinois? That's correct, Jim. And the civil unions uh, actually uh, made that uh, one of the mechanisms to dissolve civil unions. So some some couples, unfortunately, as you say, uh, have not made it uh, till you know, um, you know, death do us part. But uh, for those that don't make it to that point, it's it's certainly uh, it goes into the family law courts and into that arena. And and there may be some differences there, you know, one of which might involve children. And in these situations, the introduction of, of children into the marriage may have involved surrogacy or direct involvement of one parent more so than another. Um, is this an area in which yeah. the Illinois law really isn't descriptive yet? Regarding custody, no, and that is going to be very interesting to see how those cases play out. Um, typically, you know, just a non-legal standard, you know, one one would think that the person with the biological connection and tie uh, would have the stronger right towards, uh, you know, having residential custody of a child in that situation. But according to, you know, the Illinois Marriage and Dissolution of Marriage Act, the uh, the custody is determined by the best interest standard, uh, which doesn't include uh, specifically any mention of biological parent or or genetic you know connection to the parent or anything else. Like you say, surrogacy. What if um, you know somebody's eggs are used in, in a lesbian couple situation, and you know there's um you know they're they're uh you know they paid a surrogate and the child is you know um you know a child of this of this marriage for this lesbian couple uh who who will um get you know who will be the uh custodial parent if that should break down especially with fathers you know with um, same sex uh gay couples if if you have two men here um the odds were that they have adopted, or maybe there there may be a genetic uh, relationship. Some people have uh, gone with uh, artificial insemination, and how do you choose which you know uh, spouse is going to be the uh, the one with the genetic uh, connection? And 
And is it really a physiological connection or is it an emotional connection that we have? And is that how we're going to be determining custody? It's really, uh, it's really interesting. Right now in, in the courts, um, you know, it, it seems that there's no law about it, but it would seem just through experience and experientially that, you know, um, parents with a, a residency or, or some kind of uh, connection to the individual, um, that they're usually the one who gets the, the residential custody. So it's it's very interesting and and it's go it's all you know shaping up right now um you know it's it's a new law people have only been allowed to marry since the summer so mm-hmm. you know um there's probably even not very many children born to to these couples yet yeah. and then well, the adoption's an option as well well yeah and that that always has its own set of circumstances now we have a little under a minute left here and you've presented some very interesting situations and and said clearly that you know the courts are going to have to figure some of this out as they go in your work you often see people on you know when the trouble has occurred do you recommend maybe right. that a uh, a lesbian or gay couple who's looking to enter into a marriage maybe sit down with someone like yourself first just to make sure they understand the rules and the landscape and know what might happen to them down the road? Is it worth a review before they start the process? Yeah, and it, yeah, it is. It absolutely is, and especially when it comes to family planning, you know, with adoption proceedings, surrogacy, those kind of issues. Um, you know, that's stuff that we'd have to look at, and artificial insemination. There's, there, there's a web of uh, interest once we start talking about those areas. So anytime it's going into family planning, it's, it's like they have to be more proactive in that. Okay. Well, fascinating discussion today, and I'm awfully glad we had uh, Janae Pequeno with us uh, from Lavelle Law. Um, let me direct you again to LavelleLaw.com for more information. Uh, past- Janae, and again, uh, I think uh, worth a phone call to him at 847-705-755 for a consultation. Uh, just to learn more about the situation and uh, share some of his knowledge. And we'll bring him and his colleagues back each week here for more discussions like this. Thanks for being with us. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847-705-7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 